when you're customizing Cal, do you go to make him look cool? When I started off, I was like, I just want to keep, keep Cal's face and hair the way it was from the start, right? Right. But then I was like, started to like play around with some of the other looks on there. And I was, I went with the longer, shaggier hair and the longer beard. Cause I was like, I want to go for an Obi-Wan look because he's a Jedi Fair. Knight. The Jedi yeah. Knights are supposed to have longer hair, longer beards. I have a pretty thick mustache on him now. He looks kind of like Joe Namath from the seventies. <laughs> That's pretty beefy. Hello? Hello? Uh, it's Paul Blake, yeah. Yeah, Paul, Paul. Yes, Paul Blake, Greedo from Star Wars, A New Hope. And is that Children of the Adams? Hello? Is that Children of the Adams? Children of the Adams? Oh, for heaven's sake. Thanks to you, Paul Blake, for that charmingly confused intro. You weren't the quickest draw on Tatooine that day, but you're arguably the greenest. On this week's show, if you can't tell already, it's all Star Wars. Hello, everybody. We're back. Mm-hmm. A lot to cover so far, a lot of news, but I think uh, we should start with The Mandalorian since we had this big season three finale since the last time we uh, we got together to talk. Yeah, it's been a little bit since uh, the, man, or the season finale dropped, and yeah, we haven't got a chance to really talk about it. We've, we've kind of got distracted with some movies and stuff like that, but yeah, let's let's get into this because I, I, I got problems <laughs> with season three. <laughs> And let, it, let's start with where, where the episode left off, like the where it ended on the previous episode, Spies, right? That's where it was, is that yes. uh, the Mandalorians are basically trapped uh, prisoners of Moff Gideon trying to, as they're re- trying to reclaim Mandalore, basically, right? And we see uh, Paz Vizsla go down and just get murdered by uh, the Praetorian guards, and Moff Gideon has this whole Beskar uh, Mando suit. I don't know, it's just all hell's breaking loose, basically, right? And is that, the, the, had the... Bar- was the dark saber still active at that point? It was still ended? active, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, at that point, yeah, because yeah, that happens in this episode. Okay, so that's where, that's where we pick up at is like where uh, most of the Mandalorians are trying to escape, including Grogu, and Din Djarin is now prisoner of Moff Gideon. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. where we. That's the big cliffhanger, and we're wondering, yeah, what is going to happen because. There's been all that talk, right? Is Pedro Pascal done with the Mandalorian? Are they going to kill him off in this episode? Personally, I had no doubt that they were like he was going to live through this thing. I just no right. way he he just like dies and they have to like hand it off to Grogu who can't even talk. Um, so I wasn't like particularly worried on that, but yeah. I was really curious. It's like okay, you've given us such a choppy season. Like, you've got to finish strong. That's all I was hoping for is just, I need a strong finish, stick the landing, and then get us into season four, and I can go with it. And, yeah, I don't know if it got us there. Uh, it's it's kind of tough. As far as, like, where the episode itself ended or just, like, what actually went down in the episode? Because as far as, like, the action in the episode itself, like, it was... I was pretty well pleased with what we saw. There was a lot of pretty cool fights. Like, the whole Praetorian uh, Grogu thing was a little... You know, eh. a little childish, yeah. A little, I, that's a little Disney, but I mean, you know, what do you, what could they really do with him? He's he's basically still, you know, a toddler in Yoda years, so he can't, he can't really seriously be injured by these, you know, super lethal guards. Correct, and that is a problem I've, I'm having with this season in general. Is Disney? I think is working behind the scenes to hamstring the writers really in this thing and say look you have to keep Grogu as the baby because that's what sells right 
Right. You, to to progress the story forward, you have to have Grogu grow and <laughs> heaven heaven forbid start talking. You know. Right. Uh, because for all intents and purposes, he he's probably the future of this story, like going forward. Oh yeah, like uh, he'll definitely uh, he'll he'll be in the Mandalorian movie, and then you know he'll definitely pop up in Ray's movie. Yes, the Jedi Academy one or whatever. Absolutely, he will. Like you will yeah. see. It. He's he's the only one that can like outlive everybody who's living in this time frame. He'll, he'll he she might need to find him to help teach. He'll be a full fledged Jedi Knight by that point. You know what I mean? Well, he won't be a Jedi though because he's never. He's gonna be like a cross between a. Well, I mean, really a force wielding Mandalorian right. at this point. Well, he's not gonna be a Jedi. Maybe like Cal Kestis, like he'll be knighted in the field kind of thing, like Ahsoka. Well, she's even a Jedi herself though, right? But she was. Did yeah, she, she was, but she walked though? away. Yeah, she yeah, walked damn. away. Yeah, damn. Huh. So, I, I <laughs> so think, many questions. Yeah, maybe they're building to a new world of, hey, we look back as the new order. We're looking back and saying, you know, let's not make the mistakes and stick by this old dogma. You know, let's right. move forward with, hey, we can go out there and kind of police the universe, you know, because we right. are force wielders. We, are, we still call ourselves Jedi. We are still... Uh, led by a, like a very straight moral compass, we're not out for ourselves. But they're more like the gray Jedi, right? Yes, yeah. They're, like what they're, Ahsoka is now, sort of like a traveling Ronin kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into it, like when we talk about the game and stuff, because I think the game touches on this a little yeah. bit about what these Jedi can really do in their life now. You know, like I said, you're you're getting rid of those old rules that that like paint you into a corner really and says, okay, we can't do this, Mm -hmm. but we can go interfere here. We can't do this. You know, I I think maybe that's where the storytelling is going to go, which I can appreciate because that's, that's how people would be too. They're like, Hey, let's not repeat the same mistakes we, we made, you know, earlier. I mean, I find it kind of strange that you'd walk away from 20,000 years of success. If there's one thing humanity is famous for, it's learning from its mistakes. Well, that's true. Yeah. We never, never repeat the mistakes of our past. Never, ever, never happens. But I feel like the Jedi had a pretty good run there of 20,000, you know, years yeah. of, of yeah, protecting yeah. and, you know, keeping the galaxy in order. At least, well, as far as we know, I, I wonder if that, uh, you know, the James Mangold movie that they're planning on will touch on that and say, well, maybe it wasn't as, you know, glamorous and as pristine like as we thought the it was. the first Jedi kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there really was real problems there. So at least I hope they go that route because that would be good storytelling. Yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a franchise there as far as, like, material. Like, you know, like the... <laughs> like, I've, you know, I've, the fir- the, like it's some kind of a Jedi Civil War, basically, where, like, the first Sith are sort of invented. Like, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of good material Yeah, there, that's right? where they should pick it up as, like, Ingest. when the Sith were actually many instead of before they went to the rule of two. Right, you, yeah. You need to tell that story. That, that story that we've seen in... Before they the started Highlandering the each other. Yeah. yeah. We've we've seen all that stuff. That's that's what I want to see. It has nothing to do with Skywalkers or anything like that. I mean, God damn it, though. You know they'll they'll make one reference to be like, oh look, we we found this prophecy, and you know one day somebody will rise and you know be immaculately created from the Force. Yeah, you know, you the know one. they'll do they'll do one thing like that. But yeah, for sure. But anyway, yeah, getting back to the Mandalorian though. <sighs> So yeah, I think I think you hit on it. I I don't think it's necessarily what we saw in the episode, but it's just how we finished. I feel like there this episode ends 
so much like this whole season has been. It's just choppy, rushed through. We just want to tell a quick story, but we don't have enough time to tell you the backstories. We assume that, you know, there, there's too much in there for the for the fanboys, you know, who've consumed all the animated series. Yeah, there was. A, and well, it's now you're recognizing it. Yeah. 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 And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later here. That's the problem I have with this thing is I don't, you know, I don't mind, you know, some of the little fights in there because the fights look good. I just don't like, I guess, here's my thought. I, I think that this feels like Boba Fett. It feels like a story just hammed, ham-fisted into a season because we couldn't think of anything better. So here's eight episodes that will tide you over until we can actually tell the story we want to tell. Right. I think yeah, it, that's, it, it was eight filler episodes, basically. Is kind yes. of like what the story felt like. Yeah, it because it, it, we everybody was discussing. You know, they they've walked away from what was successful about it. You know, the the gunslinging western, which I really dug, and yeah. you know him being you know that that old trope of of the hero being paired up with the original you know opposite of themselves, right? And right. They, and that forces them to change their ways and and see their faults and change that. And it seems like all that went away just to tell a story that what I'm learning is just a continuation of what they were telling in the animated series. Pretty much, yeah. What they should have done is instead of having eight episodes, they should have just done four episodes about the reclamation of Mandalore and just left it at that. I mean, or just create your its own series if you wanted to do that. You, Ooh, you introduce yeah. Bo-Katan in season uh, two of The Mandalorian, mm. right? Well, in live action, too. Like, she's been around forever. Yes. Like, in animated, yeah. So it makes sense. Like, why, if you want to tell that story, you, you could do a series, a series like The Book of Boba Fett if you wanted to. Just do one, a whole season of that. With Bo Katan, yeah. yeah that'd have been it, pretty and awesome. The Mandalorian doesn't have to be there. Like, you can have him, yeah. like, you know, show up as, like, you know, the, the neighbor, you know, on, on, a, on a sitcom, right? It's like, hey, yeah, the, the episode where the guest host or the guest star comes in and, and says right. hi. So he's Wilson, basically, to. To, over the fence, but not even that. Like over. you know, just the random person that just shows up for one episode oh, right, and is just yeah. like, "Hey, yeah, well, our adventure in this episode is over." Like I've when the Globetrotters go were on Gilligan's Island. There you go. Yeah, yes. I get it. I'm with you. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to get that reference. Though. None, none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's for that's for you uh, Gen Xers out there and older. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's good. So the uh, the ending of this one, uh, this finale, like, it felt like a series finale to me. Like, are we sure there's a season four? Because like it literally ended with 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 Grogu being uh, renamed Din Grogu because uh, Din Djarin for, uh, you know formally adopted him as his own, so he officially gets the name Din Grogu. And they they really like they uh, they're not on horses, but for lack of a better term, they ride off into the sunset together on a, on a ranch. They are and on that's a ranch. I mean, yeah. yeah. This is this is. So I mean, is that, that's a finale finale, it felt like to me. Well, it feels like it's one of two things. Yes, it could be a finale. I, I, w- I can see where you'd get that. It's yeah. also, I think, maybe a message to people that says, you know, hey, we're going to try to go back now to what you liked. You know, granted, I mean, I assuming oh, that, that this two. was all, you know, filmed way back when, but I think it's still a, you know, maybe they're anticipating the fact that, okay, we've told our one-off story. Now we're going to get back to it because they, even at the end of the episode, when they're talking with the, uh, the armor, you know, they're like, Oh, you have to now go on your adventures with your new, yeah. you know, <laughs> she literally new... tells him, take your son and get the fuck out in space. 
Yes, and go go do what you were doing like the first two seasons of this show. Oh my god! Yeah, so, holy shit! What an excellent point. Yeah, I like, mean it was word on the word, nose. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, like damn. I, it almost felt like like some of that was like a reshoot that they just put in. You know, it's like, right. like oh, we're getting a lot of bad press here. Let's let's put this ending on here and make it worth it. I don't. I haven't read anything that would <laughs> make me up, believe that. They called that. up uh, Emily Swallow and they said, "Look, can you just voice over this one line real quick?" That's we'll, all we need. We'll yes. it. That's all we need. I'm sorry. I know it's a pain in the ass, but we got to keep the door open. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we're Disney, so we have deep pockets. We'll pay you whatever you want. Right. Yeah, it's fine. I yeah, that's that's what it feels like. Right. Okay, like it's just a wink to everybody saying, you know, hey, don't worry, we'll we'll get back to what you liked, you know, the the classic western because it ends yeah, it ends on that classic western of you know because Din Djarin is literally like I think he's like sitting back on a chair right he like, is like I I, 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 I couldn't stuff. I can't quite remember was he like whittling some wood too because I could have sworn it looked, it looked like, like he was doing that <laughs> it looked like he kind of was yeah yeah so like yeah it ends on that yeah and Grogu's there playing with the fish or the frogs and. And then they do that old, that very classic cinema, you know, shot of the, where they close the iris on the camera to focus in on somebody and then gone. And we go to credits. Right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what, so let's kind of take a step back here. What, what did you think about Moff Gideon in this, in this series? So so the first three seasons, he's been the bad guy that's off and on, right? He, he shows up in, in the end of season one. Yep. We, we see him a little bit into season two mm-hmm. and then he kind of disappears and yeah, he, you know, he makes a, it makes a comeback in this third season. And but is whole... he, is he a clone or is he the original Gideon? Okay. So yeah, you, you, you're going right where I was going. <laughs> so, I, are they? Yeah, my question is: Are they trying to set up the mystery and say, "Yeah, he didn't really die. He's going to be out there uh, to show up, maybe in season four, maybe working with Thrawn, maybe working against Thrawn." I don't know. Gotta be I, with it. To me, though, I I want him to be dead. I don't like. Y- you have to be able to start cutting away these characters if you're going to start making these series connect with the sequel movies that they came out with as whatever your opinion is on those movies, those are now Canon. You know, that is the universe that they built. Yep. So now it's up to the writers to connect those dots. Oh man, you you wait. I bet you in four years time when a new hope, like 50 years after a new hope was supposed to be released, they'll announce the re- like remakes of them so that they can fully connect everything together. <laughs> just, yeah, put all they, all they want in there that they couldn't put in. Yep. Yep. Oh. Like, don't worry, we have digital likenesses of everybody. It's going to be really seamless. It'll be fine. You'll love it. Well, at least the CGI will look a little better than the prequels did. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I that's... really hope that doesn't happen, but man, I could, I, I... I could totally see that being a thing. I feel like, you know, they wouldn't want to go down that route because of the backlash that people had, especially for, like, Return of the Jedi, where yeah, the only special effects they added just made the movie completely worse. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. I don't have a problem with episode four, A New Hope, right? I, yeah. I kind of like all the special effects they put in there. It kind of just, you know, it, it takes you into the story a little bit more. I like that. The Jabba the Hutt scene does add something to it also, too. Yeah, some of that. That's probably the weakest part of it that I would say. But yes, I, I think it helps in there. It explains, you know, who Jabba is. Yep. But man, 
you know, then you get to Empire and there's, you know, only a few things in Empire that really was different, which I I can appreciate because it's my favorite of all of them. But then, yeah, you get to Return of the Jedi and it's like they just wanted to put shit in there to, for the for the sake of doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, who, who fucking needs a... <laughs> a musical number in a Star Wars film. Nobody. Man, I don't. <laughs> but George Lucas, like he's like, oh, that would be a great idea. Let's have a, right. let's have a the most cartoonish, goddamn musical number you could, you could put into anything, and just I to this day I I fast forward to that thing. I can't stand it. Oh, I uh, I I watch the I have the the theatrical releases on DVD. I only watch those. That is a very on, wise move. Like, uh, like this time of year, those are the only ones that get watched. Like so, the credits actually say Star Wars. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> that so I is, know, like I'm in for a treat. It's like here we go. I'm feeling that is nice. an amazing. Did you watch it on the fourth? Yeah, I did. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. I actually, I I try. I followed Disney's uh, suggested plan a bit where I. Uh, or how they have you going in chronological order for all the material now? Yeah, I actually, actually watched Phantom Menace. Like, <laughs> I did. And, and, oh you know, boy. Yeah, and then you know I went you know Clone Wars and then the show and all. That. And I gotta say, man, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Really? It wasn't. It really like, wasn't. Oh, it's. Well, <sighs> especially now with, with with Jedi Survivor and just all the. How the how the there's these these little connections everywhere like you know what I mean it's just there, there's something to it it's got a certain charm about it to where enough time has passed to where if you're able to just to not look at it critically you know what I mean it's just to <laughs> watch it for too. what it is I'm telling you man if you just sit down and like pretend this is your very first Star Wars you're you know you're seven watching a New Hope and you're just seeing all the shit pop off in front of you like there's there's a lot of charming things to it and you know it's it is the weakest film of the of the entire franchise. I think most people would definitely the Phantom agree Menace agree on that. Yeah. Oh no, the Clone Wars is definitely worse than that. No way. Yeah, I think I, Phantom Menace is way worse. Really, you oh, think Phantom yeah. Menace is worse than Clone Wars? Clone Wars is probably the worst, and then yeah, wow. close second is Phantom Menace. Damn. What is uh, it about Clone Wars that that's worse for you? It, the story. Like, I just I can't stand <laughs> the whole it, buddy the, cop the, thing. You so know, the, the whole basis of the movie, basically. Yeah, it just, it's just, it's it's so lame and, and stupid, but oh, I mean, man. it has its charming points. I, 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 I will give it that, but right. overall, yeah, it's just a weaker film than, than Phantom, yeah. Phantom Menace. I think what pushes that movie over the edge is Ray Park and the final uh, lightsaber fights. Cause it's probably by far one of the, my favorite lightsaber fights of any of the Jedi movies or Star yeah, Wars, say. Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and uh, yeah. Ray Park. Yeah, it's it just it saves it. I mean, there's a lot of stupid things in there because the same problem I have with the cartoon, The Clone Wars, is listening to the goddamn battle droids. It just takes me out of the movie every time, though. Like, it's just, I think it's, they're funny, man. I uh, smile every time I hear them talk. I do. I just, I just, I like them. I really do. They're so stupid. That is the reason why it I can't watch Clone smile. Wars the animated series. Is it's just like, like I, I'm pulled back. I was like, every time there's something that's happening, it's like, okay, this feels a little more mature. And then it cuts to them like having a whole conversation with with two droids, you know. And it's like, yeah. okay, this feels like that's uh, aimed at seven year olds again. And I just can't, I can't go with it. Not to spoil it, but they do show up later on in Rebels. <laughs> like, oh, like Jesus I, I don't Christ. think, it, but but there it's. 
it's done in a way to where I think you'll definitely appreciate it. I, I think you'll you'll get what they're going for. Okay, well, okay, I'll give it this. If it goes away the long of Jedi Survivor, I'll go with it. I can yeah. tolerate it in the car in the, uh, it, the game. It, so. it's, it's very much comedy fodder. Like there's no, it, it, yeah, they, they know what they're doing over at Rebels. Like it, no, I, it, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised about that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean this this just kind of goes to show you though how how uninteresting and weird. The Mandalorian season three was how easy it is for us to get distracted from a conversation about it. Well, it's all Star Wars, so it's only natural we jump into the movies. Well, it now, is, yeah. <laughs> but if, as you know, far as uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say if they wanna if they wanna keep us on there though, they gotta finish strong with something and say, hey, this is worth watching because whatever we're coming up with next, you wanna tune into it. And yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't know if I have that attitude yet. <laughs> The last season finale, we did have Luke Skywalker show up in the last couple of minutes, like at full power. <laughs> so it's, you yeah. know, it's yeah. a bit of a strong, <laughs> of a strong, uh, fucking act to follow up. But I mean, it's it does kind of feel like a way to where they could explain, like they're telling you, like you know, the Mando Mandalorian's not going to show up in anything you're going to see in, in the next probably like year and a half. So as far as you know, he's here sitting on his ranch, he and the kid are going out and doing their adventures, and they're coming home to the to the mesa. Yeah. So I definitely think that there's no way in shit they show up in the Ahsoka show. I think. I don't think so. I, I, yeah. In fact, like I hope not. I don't. He's not needed. He's definitely yeah, not once needed. Once again, for that story. yeah. Like I, I was championing that idea. If they wanted to make the Mandalorian show and just have him show up in that one, that's fine because he belongs in that world. He doesn't have to be because she's already shown up in in his world. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to have. Him like just bouncing it once again. That's gonna shrink the universe. I don't want that. Ahsoka's supposed to be on her own journey, trying to track down Thrawn, right? In the out, like past the outer rim. And Ezra Bridger, yeah. Yes, that's what I want to see. And now I have a greater appreciation for that story. I am. Let's just get into Rebels here. Let's let's talk. Let's start talking about that because that's I am ready for the Ahsoka show now because of what I'm learning from watching Rebels. I I have to say. Del, you were correct on your recommendation to watch Rebels. Uh, so, if this is your first time tuning on the show, I have I am a very, <laughs> a very anti the Clone Wars the animated series. If you couldn't tell just earlier, um, it's it's a it's a show that I just have a hard time getting into, and I feel like it's it's required watching almost if I'm enjoying this stuff, but I can't do it. So you recommended Rebels, and I've gone through the first season of this. You you warned me that there was going to be some fillers. I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, thank you for the recommendation on that. I'm 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 happy with that. And you're on season two right now, right? But you're I'm, not at the, you're you're not at the season at the season finale yet, though. Yeah, I'm probably about eight episodes into season two right now. Okay, okay. Which I there are, there's I've already I've, I've kind of gone through a couple filler episodes there. Yeah, but here's what I'm enjoying about this show. It is a continuation of the same story. Clone Wars seems like it just bounces around. It'll like, Oh, it's like, here's a story about Yoda. And then here's a story of Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then here's, here's a story about Obi-Wan. And I, I just, I, I'm, I get, I don't like that choppy storytelling. You know, I want just just tell me a story. This is why Mandalorian season one and two work so well is because it's just, hey, we're going to continuously follow along our hero and see what they're doing. Um, 
I had my concerns about Rebels when I first watched I watched those first couple episodes because I was like, well, here we go. This is just another animated show about, you know, designed for a younger group because yep. your, your protagonist is a, a basically a tween, maybe a teen. I, I don't remember he's, how, uh, how he's old he is. He's one year episodes. younger than Luke and Leia. Uh, in, in, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he is. But but during this time frame, how old would he be? Is he like 13 in this in this series? Uh, I, it depends. Like in in the season you're in, he's like fourteen, fifteen, yeah. Okay. And then you know, uh, the closer we get to, you know, battle for Yavin, like he, you know, he okay. ages and progresses. Yeah, he and ages that. that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is, I'm like, that's what my concern was. Okay, you got you got you know the Ezra Bridger character who's a teenager. You know, he's got a crush on a Mandalorian who's obviously a teenager too. Yep. You know, so everything is designed, and then you got you know, other characters who are just kind of comic relief. And then you have your serious, you know, Jedi Knight character, um, Kanan Jarrus, Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. Who's who I find is a very interesting character just throughout that first season, because someone like me, I can see him because he's the older character. He's trying to be the, the most mature person, but he, he's filled with self doubt. Like he doesn't know if he can actually do what he's supposed to do. Right. Um, and possibly yeah. too, like I would argue, one of the best pilots in the entire Star Wars universe with uh, Harrison Dulla. Yes, I I think she's a fantastic character. Um, it's I, just I, wait, man. It gets like it, every the the more this story progresses, like the less filler, like the less filler, like you know, season one there there was some filler, season two a little less, season three and four there's gonna be none. It just <laughs> like, ramps it's up just, and goes. It's all fucking. It's all rebellion. Yeah, it is no bullshit. It's so See, good. I believe you on that. So I was there. There are, like you said, there were some longer episodes in season one. So, I, but I was like, you know, I can't just watch a few episodes and then skip to the end. I just, I, right. the completion is me in me will not let that happen. So I, I just got to watch everything. So, yeah, as I was watching it, this show really like I knew I was gonna like go through the end of this thing once we got to the last two episodes of the season. Yeah, because man, it just it brings characters in that we know. You see Grand Moff Tarkin. You mm-hmm. see him like laying the hammer down and saying, "Yep, I am the true badass here." Yep. You know, I'm ordering executions. I mean, this is the thing about that show. Like, people are being blown away in that show. A Clone lot. Wars, Clone Wars, and even the Bad Batch really steered away from this. Like, if you ever notice, like when you're watching Bad Batch, it seems like they always stun people, right? Yeah. They're always running they around and they just <laughs> knock them out and they just don't do it. This this show, like the crew. The go the crew of the ghost are are just going around and they're blowing away stormtroopers and and blowing oh, up walkers and, right. and oh yeah and I'm just I feel like okay this feels a little more Star Wars I mean that's what you saw in A New Hope you know back in '77 like yep. Luke and Han and, and Leia they're all running through Death Star and they're shooting at every stormtrooper and blowing a lot away mm-hmm. you know so I I am enjoying this it there's there's good yeah there there are portions that like kind of take me back out of it you know when I you have those angsty teen moments that I can't really relate to anymore but the show does a really good job of pulling its older fans back in with the other storylines that they've written in for the supporting characters so yeah I'm, I I give it a lot of credit, and, and I think a lot of it goes to Dave Filoni, who obviously has a huge part in that show. Yeah, creator. And yeah. now, too, uh, you know, you seeing uh, Zeb in The Mandalorian makes a little more sense. Yes, thank you. Like, I remember everybody, like, all the messages were all lighting up. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, man, it's so cool. And I was like, 
Yeah, I, I saw one of his kind in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, but uh, right, like, yeah, like what? Set. Yeah, am I supposed to know this guy? And like, yeah, now I get it. I was like, oh, that's him. I got you. Okay. Yep. So, once again, yes, tying those those pieces together. I like that. That's tight, cohesive screenwriting. You also, know, when, in uh, it, it, just a little. Uh, you know, for anybody who's not aware, uh, Chopper is in Rogue One, and you can hear them calling for uh, for Harrison Della at the at the base over the Rogue PA. One? Yeah, in Rogue One, you can. Oh, I'm going back to watch it now. Just to, yeah, just you for see that. you see Chopper just kind of you know he's just going up going around in the background doing his own thing. Holy shit! Yeah, Man. I know. Oh, see that? That's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's enough just to be like, oh damn, dude! Like it's all it's all right there. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it just it, it the rebels get so much like not darker, but it gets it gets more grown. <laughs> like the, as Edra pro- progresses in age, like they really leave a lot of the kitchen behind. It just well, that's that's they deal with a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yes, you have to tell a story like that because he is your protagonist. He is your point yep. of view character. So you have to see things through his eyes. And part of like seeing through his eyes is actually experiencing those things that as a teen, you haven't dealt with before or generally for most people, you don't deal with loss as a teen. You don't deal with, you know, the, of, of letting go and grief and, you know, all these things that shape people to who they are as adults. You know, because these are things that you are going to have to experience throughout your life. Whenever it happens, it's going to happen to you, no matter what. So that's what we need to see, and I'm I'm very happy to hear that that's how they're going to move forward with that. That's exactly what they do. Wow, that's <laughs> that's good storytelling. That's what they it need is. to do. It's terrific. God, yeah. And just yeah. now too, like given like you're not even done with the show yet, and haven't seen the trailer for Ahsoka, and to see the characters are showing, like how are you feeling about the Ahsoka show now? I'm yeah, I am excited for that now because yeah ahsoka has now shown up and i was worried that if she was going to show up it was going to be that character that i saw uh from that clone wars animated movie Mm -hmm. that that leads you off into that animated series that's hard to be a fan of ahsoka tano if you are not a (laughs) eight-year-old you know yeah because she is basically a child you know, walking around with, I feel like they made Luke or Anakin Skywalker kind of a child in that one too. Yeah, they did. So you and, can't... And that, that was the whole point. It's like, you know, uh, Yoda assigned him to her so that he could learn to let go. Like that was the whole point of him getting a Padawan, like, and especially Ahsoka being the Padawan was that Yoda was trying to teach him how to let go. Yeah. Eventually he would have to let her, you know, go on her own. And I will say like, she did start out as a little kid, but if you go watch like the actual the events that led up to her leaving the order and having leaving the Jedi order, man, vastly, it's more, more akin to rebel style storytelling. Like the later so that, seasons. That of is all in the clone wars animated series. The, the, yeah. That's clone wars, uh, late season five. And then, uh, season seven of, uh, of clone wars. I mean, it, it butts right up against like the very moment Anakin turns to the dark side. Like it's, and, and there's some crossover there too, that man, it's, it's emotionally impactful. Well, they're it's clearly building to something here in this series. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah, dude. yeah, I've just, I, it was like two episodes ago where Vader has now become aware that Ahsoka is still alive. Yeah. And you know, if it, and at this point too, like nobody knows who the fuck Vader is that like, that's still a mystery. 
Yeah, see, that's, that is also a hard thing for me to do with these series is trying to remember where they fit chronologically in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah, I know that, like, yeah, so Rebels takes place. Pre-Rogue you know, One. Like, Pre-Rogue it, it, One, yes. Yep. So, it, like, it, it's almost taking place at the same time as Andor, basically. Okay. Which I, I'm hoping maybe now you could have some crossover into that next season. If, they, if they're making a second season of Andor. They are. M- maybe you get some crossover there, too. I would like to see it. That's fine. And I will I, give them I, this. I don't know if you, you had heard this or not, uh, specifically about the second season of Andor. The last three episodes of Andor are going to be the last three days leading into Rogue One. Oh, so there's not going to be a season three. No, there oh. is not. Because that's the thing that kills me about Andor is knowing his fate. It's just yeah, like you, you know where it ends. Watching Rogue One this year was way different. Yeah, a different perspective, right? Yep. Oh. Yeah, I would love to see some crossover from Rebels from what I'm seeing so far. And from what you said, I'm only gonna, it's only going to get better into yep. maybe the second of Andor. And I know this people were going to say, hey, Brian, you don't like when they shrink the universe. This is not shrinking the universe if these guys are all a part of the Rebel Alliance. Yep. The Rebel Alliance is not some vast network. It's just everywhere. Like, they don't have people everywhere. I mean, they, they've got small pockets, but they would start communicating with each other. You know, right. that's, that's what Andor, the story of Andor is telling you is we are trying to unite all these factions. It would make so much sense if the, the crew of the Ghost does show up that's you know, exactly what seasons three and four of rebels does okay like that's that's what they're doing is like they're they're building the rebellion like that's just it okay i'm i'm yeah. very very excited then to continue watching this this has been what an animated show that i've been like watching multiple episodes at one time you know just like oh i gotta see what happens next i gotta see what happens next and there's a couple of moments coming up that are gonna reshape live action things that we have seen that, like, like in the second season finale coming up, like there's a, there's a couple of moments that are just flashing in my head right now. They're gonna change like parts of how you see Obi Wan, fucking Clone Wars, Phantom. Like it's just so man, we are getting Obi Wan to show up in this thing too. Not necessarily, but oh. it's gonna it, it's gonna change like it's gonna make a moment in Obi Wan. You're gonna be like, oh my god, the parallel is just ridiculous. It's they're uh, yeah, I, so I like tight. The ends are tied. Like yes, you got yeah. Ahsoka. Who is Ahsoka connected to? Rex. You know, mm-hmm. who who I know at least from a few episodes of The Clone Wars that I've watched and watching yeah. a few episodes of The Bad Batch. Yep. I, I'm enjoying those little tie-togethers yeah. that are, you know, and, and you're showing them because they look, these characters look a little older. They look a little more worn, mm-hmm. which I'm also really enjoying. Like, yeah. in The Bad Batch, you see him as a younger self, you know, a little older than what you saw in, in The Clone Wars, but he was here. And now you see him just as an old man, basically, in Rebels. Yep. It's. Oh, I'm just. I'm. I'm enjoying what it's. What they're. What it's doing. I, yeah. I do like how too. Like how they got. It's actually James Earl Jones voicing Vader. In this. Yes. Yes, it's like, fantastic. Man, that is ridiculously cool. <laughs> it takes you back to your childhood at that point and makes you feel like yeah, this isn't a new world that they've created for kids. Right. No, we're thinking of you, those of you who grew up with Star Wars, who had the toys, the, you know, those first generation Kenner toys. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that you are still appreciated, even though we are trying to create a whole new universe and market it to a generation that is, you know, well younger than you are. Yeah. You know, because let's face <laughs> it, they're not they're not going to target us anymore. It's it's you know, it, this is made for a new generation. Yeah. 
But I mean, you know, I I do appreciate the, the things of it. Like, I never thought I would appreciate an animated show as much as I do. Like, it's you know, because the animation it, it is kind of like this sort of CGI Toy Story ish inspired thing that is very yeah. attention grabbing for a younger audience. You don't expect actual fucking proper good storytelling in it, so it's really it's unique in that to where it's just you really could watch it with almost anybody in your under your fucking roof and be fine. Yeah, because you know, this, everybody's this didn't be come entertained. from Pixar, right? They're no. not involved in this. Yeah, because that's the only studio I ever see like an animated show and I expect real storytelling, real plot threads, real emotion being put into right. this. No, this is Lucasfilm Animation. Yeah, they are doing a very good job and I, I, I have to get... Because the animation, you take it or leave it. You either like it or you don't. Uh, it, it doesn't take me out, but it's not my favorite. Like, I don't like the stretched, angular look of, like, Vader's face and all that stuff. It's Yeah. They they took a lot of that from, like, the uh, the the concept art of the original Star Wars and stuff like that. Yeah. I get. It's, it's kind of a callback that they're doing. Um, it, sometimes it takes me out a little bit, but then, like you said, once I hear James Earl Jones's, like, booming voice coming out of that thing it takes you back and you say, okay, I can go with this. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's good. The writers, I, I top mark so far. I, I, I get it too. And there's, there's going to be filler episodes because there has to be, it's hard to write 22 episodes and have everything with, with such dramatic stakes in every episode. You know, sometimes you just have to tell stories that will help shape a character, but you know, it isn't necessary to drive the entire plot forward. Right. So. But I'm really excited for you to fucking get to the second season. Man, I, already. I am too now. Like, you, you got me all excited because, like I said, I was I was skeptical go, skeptical going in. But, mm-hmm. man, once I got it, I was, gonna, I was like, yeah, this is top notch. And now you, now that you've, you've hyped up, you know, how this is going to end in season three and four are going to go, I'm very very excited about where this thing can go. Rebels was so good. It made me go back and like, I'm watching, like I watched the Clone Wars movie, like the, the animated one, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, uh, and then, then I actually, watch. yeah, it was, but I wanted to see how Anakin and Ahsoka first met. I just, I, for myself, I just, I had to see it. You know what I mean? I just, I had to know. And then, you know, I went right to her, uh, you know, there's a couple moments in season two of Clone Wars that are just, man, there's, they fill some more holes as far as like, well, how did so-and-so beat so-and-so? I was like, oh shit. Cause he just kicked so-and-so. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like it, it filled in so much backstory there that, uh, you know, I, I went back and I'm filling in gaps on clone wars now just to get caught up on this. And I will say that the later seasons of clone wars, the, uh, as their budget increased, you know what I mean? Animation gets better, things like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the fight scenes in the later uh, seasons of rebels or I'm sorry, of uh, clone wars were done, uh, as mocaps. So they got actual people doing these full-on, big, you know, laser wizard fights. You know, they're just putting animation over top of them. So there's just, it adds an element to it that, I don't know, it just, it, the animation that they're doing, it doesn't, any other world I think it would bother me because, like, the, I don't know if the animation department, like, you couldn't watch a Marvel animated series, I think, and have it fill into you know, to the MCU and have it be a satisfying fit as far as filling in story gaps to whereas this is completely opposite. Like anything that, you know, like the Filoni and Kinberg are doing as far as like the animated series goes, they're filling in so many things and tying so many stories together. It just such satisfying ways. Like I'm not, I don't even care if it's animated. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be live action for me at this point. Yeah. 
I, I agree with that, and I and it's it's hard for me as a as a Star Wars fan to kind of admit that is, you right. know, I've been very very anti against this whole animated thing because I was like, oh well, you're just you're leaving me behind. But right. <laughs> I'm learning that yes, if you do it right, you take your time and you show me that I care about this product that you love. You know, mm-hmm. not just me. I'm talking about the entire Star Wars fan base. You know, I understand. And I hold it in such high risk, high esteem as all the rest of you guys. I will try my best to deliver you something that you want. And I think he, they're doing that. Now, that says they can't just rest on their laurels because I still want to see new ideas come out as we go forward, right? I, I still say, you know, we've, we've told the Skywalker saga. We don't need to tell that anymore. Well, we, I mean, we, just just one more movie for it. For well, now, yeah, basically. of course we have to get another one in there. But episode ten, but, but at least episode ten, like it's all new ground. Like yes, they're they're, they're striking out in a brand new story. I'm all aboard for that. Fucking yes. especially like you know, uh, you know, you get Daisy Ridley back as Ray. Uh, you know, they get a very good director with a uh, Charmina Obey Chinoy. She uh, she first got into like the the Disney World by directing a couple episodes of Miss Marvel, so this will be her first movie with that. So there's a lot of a lot, already a lot of good pieces involved. So it's you know, and we know like we hinted at earlier, like you know it it'd be dumb of them not to have Grogu involved in some way, giving the timeline of when it, this movie is going to be set. You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll be he should be full on speaking by this point, right? Well, he should be. I mean, I'm hoping by the time we see like him in universe the next time, yeah, he should be a speaking character, like. Like I said, I think Disney wants to hold that off as long as they can. But you, you've got to move the story forward. You got to let him grow up, and he's got to start learning to communicate. Like I know exactly when he's going to speak his first word. He's going to call Din Djarin dad as he dies at the end of the Mandalorian movie. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? That's exactly what's going to happen. You know, but he's got he's got to call the Mythosaur man. He's he's communicating with them too. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, he's going to ride the Mythosaur. That's right. Well, yeah, so th- yeah, that'll be season four. Or is that more of a movie thing? I guess it depends where the final act goes down. So let's get into it. So is do you know how are these planets situated in this universe? Like, is Mandalore on the outskirts near like the outer rim area, or is it towards the center of the galaxy? Like, where is it in location to where, like, you know, where Ahsoka's be taking place? Like, could Thrawn, like, could he have been hiding out on Mandalore basically like that, like with his lost fleet or whatever the fuck? Like, is that is that out of the way enough, or was that all? Just, uh, just Moff Gideon stuff, like Empire stuff. On I, okay, so there's a lot there to unpack. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm not that into like you know the star maps and all that stuff. Um, I what I do. <laughs> I, believe I barely know is, our own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe that Mandalore, <laughs> yes, is a part of like that outer rim system. Okay, um, away from everything else. Um, I know a little bit about the, like the history of the Mandalorians and stuff as it, as it falls into the star Wars universe. Right. You right. know, cause there was one of the leaders of Mandalore who was once a Jedi, that kind of thing. That's yep. how we get the dark saber, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But from what I know, and this is, this is stuff that I just had to start reading and listening to other people tell me was as far as Thrawn, Thrawn is like, gone beyond the outer rim like he's from a, a system that's beyond the outer rim so well, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil how rebels ends but let's just say yeah he's he's inaccessible at the end of rebels 
Yeah, and I think that's and as far whole, as where he goes, nobody knows. I think that's the build because I what I know is that Ahsoka is supposed to be chasing after him. She's looking for right. him because that's that's why we get that call in the Mandalorian is where is Grand Admiral Thawne? Thrawn? She is yeah. lo- actively looking for him. Yeah. So and then, then a trailer for Ahsoka itself, like we see the live action, you know, versions of uh, of Hera, you know what I mean, and uh, in Sabine. And we, we see uh, Chopper a bit, and there's even, like, we, there's a quick holograph of, uh, of grown-up Ezra. So, I mean, man, it's... Phew, so dude. Sabine is going to be also in Ahsoka? Yeah. I didn't, I, yep. I, I'll have to go back and watch the trailer again to see if you, I can... You'll, like, you'll, rec- you'll recognize Sabine as, you see, as soon as you see her hair. It's like, oh, shit, there's grown-up Sabine. Got like, it. Okay. Clear as day, yeah. yeah man, see, this would have made, made watching that uh, trailer for the first time a lot more fun all of a sudden. I'll t- go watch it now, and you'll be like, oh, my God, that is Sabine. Like, just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I, and, I definitely... and to have Ezra too. I mean, he's he's Luke's age. He's been a Jedi for arguably longer than Luke. Like how wildly powerful he could be as a grown like man. There could be some wildly cool things coming up for us to see. There can be. Okay. So here here is a question I have though, because I don't think anybody's been able to answer this. So when we when we get on the timeline and we get to Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Luke, uh, you know, frees Han, and he's like, hey, I got to go back to Dagobah. And he meets uh-huh. up with Yoda, the most powerful of all the Jedi, right? And Yoda's mm-hmm. dying words are, you know, hey, once I'm gone, the last of the Jedi you will be. Right. Is that true? I, oh. I, I'm wondering now, because I feel like there's everything you're watching now, there's Jedi's like, oh, I was hiding out too, you know? And hey, surprise, right. I'm here. Huh. Maybe just for the sake of keeping them all alive, Yoda just told everybody he talked to, like, everybody else is dead, because if they gather in larger groups, they're easier to, to sense. Like so Yoda, Yoda's just, like, telling everybody a big lie. Like, once again, he's falling into the trap of what the Jedi do is just, I'm going to lie to protect the grand secret. Uh, Maybe. That's, that, that pisses me off, because I really love Yoda, and I don't think Yoda should do that. I mean... You know, he did exile himself. Like, if Luke didn't go to Dagobah, like, he, he would have just been fucking sitting there hanging out. Like, you know what I mean? He had no clue what was going down. Well, so he's, it's not out of character for him to just, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, huh. yeah, I, well, I, it makes me wonder, okay, are they building to a real story here of saying, okay, all these Jedi that we are building up, we are going to assume that maybe they have died off by this point and that, yeah, we are down to our last one, and for the prophecy f- to be fulfilled, you know, it's down to Luke. And then after this, Daisy Ridley is going to rebuild the order with Grogu. But no, because Grogu's going to be living, right? We're assuming yeah. that Grogu's going to live this, so Grogu There's is There's no still... way they're killing Grogu. He's definitely going to be, like, the future. Yeah, he's... I, I got the way out of that one, though, because, as I said it earlier, Grogu is not a Jedi. Oh, he's a man. Oh, but I guess, technically, neither is Ahsoka, neither is Ezra. Good point. Good point. So maybe that's their way out of that. Yeah, because they're not actually Jedi Knights. It feels like a cheating a little bit, but it, it is, I will it, go It's with a bit it. of a fudge. It is. It is. I'll go with it. I mean, you're... Damn. Because, well, I, yeah, I, I will go with it, too, because, hey, love it or hate it, the Ryan Johnson's movie, that movie also ends on the fact that, yes, no matter how badly the Empire wants to stamp it out, there is Force-sensitive people that will always be there, and they're, you know, always looking to the stars for, right. you know, 
to to make things better, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe Yoda just meant he's the last of the fully trained Jedi. Let's just go with that, I guess, right? Yeah. Of the fully graduated, like you know, school yeah, of the bride, uh, the, the Jedi old Knights. school, you know, yeah, led yeah. by you know Dean Yoda. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He was teaching for nine hundred years, right? So everybody was on double secret probation, as far as Yoda's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's huh. It's interesting. I feel like that's that's one of those like corners that got painted into that you're like, well, we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen, you know? Right. Or, or go with the Obi Wan. Well, from what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Right. Yeah. Because the Jedi, like I was saying earlier, the Jedi really like doing that. This is this is the big problem I, I have with the Jedi throughout those prequels and everything is like this is like like I understand why all those systems want to leave your club because right. you guys are a bunch of dicks who just right. like you know decide to dictate what everybody's gonna do mm-hmm. you know based on your own moral code. Right. And and you guys don't even live by your moral code. You guys just lie to each other. You lie to the young people that are coming up in that. You know, yeah. so it's like, yeah, why not go join the Sith where they're like, hey, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm out for power. I'm right. going to overthrow these people. And it's good for the both of us. So are you in? Yeah. Hell yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't blame Anakin at some point, you know, for. Yeah, that's true. Up. But. I digress on that. Why, or the fact that Obi-Wan had no idea. You know, I don't know who these two droids are. It's like, motherfucker, what? Yeah, that shit is just annoying. You've been, a, you've been an adventure with them for like 30 years at this point. Yeah, either yeah, either you're trying to just pretend or you're just senile, whatever it is. But that's. Do they ever explain yeah. that? Like, is that ever covered somewhere? Like, is there a weird memory wipe that the droids went through or something like that? Only three C-3PO. Because at the end of Phantom Menace... Oh, that's right. They or, wipe them or out. Rogue, is it Rogue One or Fan? I can't remember where, yeah, they say, yeah, you have to wipe the protocol droids' mind. But they never do that for R2, though. They never say that. So, like, this right. whole time, you feel like R2 is just being seeing everything from start to finish. Yeah. You know, hence the reason why you don't have everybody run into each other. Because, yeah, you know, I mean... Chewbacca can just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I met that Yoda guy once. I was fighting alongside of him. <laughs> yeah, fucking forever ago. I give me, that give, guy. Me a, give me a break, man. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you exactly where to find Yoda. What yeah. do you mean? We're old friends. Yeah, I took him to a ship where he flew off. Oh, my God, he fucking did, didn't yeah. he? Jesus. Him and Chieftain Tarful, you know, who yeah. makes it, makes, shows up in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> That and that, folks, is what I'm talking about when I say people bumping into each other. They're not all. They're just like a part of a grand war throughout the galaxy. Those people should not be bumping into each other. They're not a part of a small rebellion. Just the way everybody <sighs> goes to Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, we'll all end up there. Yeah. You know, and for some reason, on the on a sister or a planet as big as Tatooine, everybody goes to Mos Eisley. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, how many stations are there, I guess, right? Yeah, on one huge planet. I yeah. Mean, how, how many could there be? We know there's two on there, at least. At least two. Yeah, Mos Espa and Mos Eisley, so. But that's about it. Or no, where was uh, Mos Pelgo, right? Isn't that where they had that sheriff out in the, oh, in the okay. middle of nowhere? Yeah. That, that seems like just like a couple of buildings that were put in the desert. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that's like it's the like classic like western town. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, 
as we can see, yes. There's there's a problem with writing a story like that, so that's a mistake they don't want to uh, repeat. Yeah. But you can at least explain it if it's a small enough world where these people would theologi- the- theoretically run into each other. I can go with that. Yeah. So. Woo. Man. So, I... Uh, Real quick before we wrap it up here, uh, sticking in the Star Wars world a, a bit more, but we're going to be shifting to the, the world of video games here. Uh, Jedi Survivor, man, has come out the long-awaited sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, and it, it, we both played that game and uh, absolutely adored it. Am I right, Jedi Fallen I, Order? So I have been waiting since Jedi Fallen Order came out, you know, and and I played that and I beat it and I was like, I want more. And we've had to wait now four years, four years (laughs) for a sequel to that game come out. And I can tell you it was worth the wait. Yeah. I've not, uh, yeah, I have not completed this game, so I don't have like every detail on it. I'm about three quarters of the way through, but I love every moment of this game. I absolutely love it. I don't normally my my only issue with the game, is, and that's only because of you know of my own phobias, is all the heights. God damn, dude! Can this motherfucker <laughs> stay on the true. ground for five minutes? Holy shit, man! I don't ever remember a Jedi climbing around and like you know in like Cloud City like like this where like you know Luke w- was on the rafters for like three minutes while while they came to rescue him. Cal Kestis will just straight up fucking climb on anything on any little ledge with just thousands of feet of nothing below him and it's oh it's and, and so make terrifying a, to And to make a joke experience. about it to BD one. Yeah. Oh my god man. <laughs> you miss time to jump and just that horrible yeah BD screeches as he jumps off your shoulder and lets you plummet to your death. It's like fuck man. Yeah, how That's does the that only make- how Kestis feel like he's like, right. yeah, your life is in my hands right now, buddy. So. Right, he just floats off like, "Fucking see you later, dickhead." Well, that's true. Yeah, he does have that little jetpack, so he, he just does. jumps right yeah. off. Yeah, that's not like my problem. It's just all the all the heist. But other than that, it's an amazingly cool game, and, and I, uh, I I beat it once through, so I'm going through now on, on the plus mode, and I'm I'm cleaning up all the yeah all the all the things I left behind because there's there's a lot of shit to find uh, spread among a few planets on this game. Uh, but, but the coolest thing I think about the playing on the plus is that, you know, you get the harder uh, enemies and all that. But there's also two new lightsaber crystal options. Like, you get the full-on red Sith oh, uh, crystal as really? an option. Or they have one called party mode, where it's every time you swing your lightsaber, it cycles through every lightsaber color uh, choice. That's badass. I like that. Yeah. That one's pretty fun. And, uh, dudes, I, I'm, I thought that would make the game buggy as shit, but you can't tell the difference. Like, it's... It's so smooth and cool to do Man. that. Yeah, it's so all, much fun. Yeah, thank you, EA Sports, you know, and Lucas Games and all that stuff. You know, it's, this has been fantastic. Respawn, all of them. They like they just they knocked it out of the park. I mean, this. I I think what I really like about this is you know it takes that story that I love, you know, it takes mm-hmm. Star Wars, and then it takes that game that they made that was so good. And then they were like, you know what? Let's throw a, like, you know, let's make this recipe a little more interesting. Let's throw a little Red Dead Redemption in here, you know, where we can yeah. throw all these little side missions that you Fucking love to go a. do and meet all these different characters, you know? So you're spicing it up that way. And I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving the story of it. And this one has kept me on my feet because I was, I was explaining to you this off air. Like I was playing the game. And I get through, you know, which it turns out to be about halfway through the game, maybe 60% of the game, where you beat who you believe 
is the final bad guy, right? Right, uh, yeah. Whoever the Jedi is, now, I, I'm sorry, his name escaped me, but... Dana Guerra. Dana Guerra, yes. And so I'm like, oh, okay, man, I've, I've done it. Okay, now I just gotta, you know, finish the game off. And, man, it just keeps rolling. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and... I don't, I, yeah, because I, I, and I don't want to use this, this episode to spoil anything. I don't want to, like, you know, if, if anybody out there has not played this game yet and is looking to, like, we're not going to try to spoil anything much here for you, but it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I guess we did spoil a little bit there, but. Yeah. But, oh, I'm, I'm there, so There happy. was one cool thing in this game, like, I'm glad we got to see, finally, like, I'm not aware of being able to see it anywhere else yet, is you get to see a Jedi bleed a kyber crystal as he turns sith which was man that oh was i haven't i haven't seen that yet okay so Yo, no yeah you did dana garrett did that uh when he came out of the out of the back to tank oh that's right he did his crystal was orange and then he fucking as he literally is talking himself to the dark side thank it, you yes that's yeah. right yeah oh shit yeah i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god that is <laughs> Like, that's pretty fucking cool. God, I gotta play that. I, I guess I could probably see that that scene on YouTube, though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I've gotta go back and watch it, because I, I didn't put that together. I just yeah. assumed that he was already a Sith, but no, he was already turning. Was and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, yeah, killing, essentially, yeah. like, they, you kill your kyber crystal and make it bleed to turn it red. Yep. Oh, wow, that's... Man, it makes things so much better, just little details, like... <laughs> I know, they really did their homework. Man, man! I, oh boy, I, I'm excited! Oh, yeah, I'm speechless now. That's that's it's great. A, yeah, it's a wildly cool moment. Yeah, it, the, it, the game top to bottom is so much fun. Yeah, it it, it couldn't have come out at a better time too. Like, there's only so much, you know, so many more times I could save the realms and God of War Ragnarok before. But man, <laughs> yes. this game has been so much fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm going on my second playthrough. It, it's so much harder. And now, like, there's a lot of areas like I didn't. Dare, uh, you know, venture going into like, have you, have you yet fought the the rancor? I have, but I I admit it, I had to lower the difficulty level. Oh, did you? Yeah, like <laughs> I've been playing it on Jedi Knight level, and like I had to take it down a notch because I was like, I can't beat right. it. Well, that thing I, is hard. J- just a little heads up, like this isn't a spoiler, like as far as like how the end of the game is. But after you after you beat the main story, like in Red Dead or or any other of these games these days, you can go back into the field and essentially complete side missions for yeah. cosmetics and get all uh, the get all the treasure boxes and all that kind right. of stuff. Uh, once you do, uh, Rancors start free roaming, so you could what? literally be in. Man, I, there's a bunch of those little shitty battle droids. I'm trying to get away from them, and all of a sudden thuds behind me and there's a rancor it, it just it ices me oh, and, man. My, and because it, it spawns at random all my xp is just gone like it the x is just on the map floating there i'm like well that's horseshit and there's just the rancor doesn't come back because they spawn at random out in the wild and you know that's just that's it so nuts. be aware when you beat the main story if you go back to do to do some wrangling there are wild rancors i could there. appreciate that though because you at the like that's that's how it would be yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. also like they understand. It's like, yeah, people are gonna blow through the story mode, so yep. you, you've got to kind of ratchet it up and and make it still somewhat difficult, right? Or, or lay, raise that level of difficulty for some people. Yep. Plus, you gotta you gotta acquire a hell of a lot of experience point to fill out your force and your weapons and all that kind of stuff. There's Man, a hell of dude. a lot of upgrades in this game. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Have you played the uh, the Hollow Tactics game yet? Like the no. side game. Oh man! Oh no, I have. Yes, that one. That okay. one is pretty entertaining. Yeah, I've only like beaten two people on that that level though. 
Yeah, it's like the uh, the hollow chest they were playing on uh, on the Falcon. On the Falcon. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying. Like I've I've trying to play. I don't know who the third person is in line, but you know, it's I it's it's basically like playing chess because you have to just like okay, what characters can I use that would be best against these characters? And I yeah yeah this this la- re- most recent one I have not been able to get crack that recipe yet. Is it the the third one? Yes. The little turtle lady or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, that that's person. I can't beat her. She kicks my ass every time. Yeah, I kind of feel like so I, impossibly hard. I'll I'll do it like several times until I get frustrated and I'll watch a YouTube video on how to how to beat him. Oh, that's a good idea. Because like yeah, eventually you're just like I I give up. I want to get to the next person and lo- and unlock this next treasure. Right. Can I ask, like, when you're customizing Cal, do you go to make him look cool or do you try to make him look as kind of you know, as, as as Alabama party as you can because, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some interesting outfit choices and hairstyles available in this game to where, you know, he could look just like a 70s quarterback. Yeah, I've so recently I've gone with, because when I started off, I was like, I just want to keep, keep, keep Cal's face and hair the way it was from the start, right? Right. But then I was like, started to like play around with some of the other looks on there. And I was, I went with the longer shaggier hair and the longer beard. Cause I was like, I want to go for an Obi-Wan look because he's a Jedi Knight. Fair. The Jedi yeah. Knights are supposed to have longer hair, longer beards. So that's what I've been playing with. And I've actually been like playing a lot with just the, the Jedi robes and stuff like that. And even right. Obi-Wan's, you know, scavenger, you know, robe. I, I like that one. I've been digging that one a lot. I uh, I have a pretty thick mustache on him now. He looks kind of like Joe Namath from the seventies. That's pretty beefy. Do you give him like the man bun too, though, just to kind of toss it up? No, I have a mullet. Okay, see, I, I yeah. refuse to go with the mullet. I, I feel like I can't do it. It's just no, I got that too. And like, uh, you could put him in like in Luke's training in Jedi training shirts. It almost looks like he's wearing like a white tank top. Man, it's you can make him look so classy. <laughs> Yeah, you got to collect all them damn coins and shit to buy all that, some of that extra stuff. There's a bunch, yeah. And, and, and when you start doing bounties too, there's a whole different person. There's, there's like three different shops, like in, in total, you can get shit from. So yeah. the customization on this game is absolutely wild. I haven't played it yet because I, I haven't gone there yet. But I've just gone like where they. Spoiler alert: If you if you haven't played this game, turn it off right now so you're not listening to this. But when you return to Jeddah and Jeddah gets ransacked by the Empire, there was also a vendor there. Who oh, yeah, that's stuff. right. Yeah. I, want, I haven't tried it back, but I wonder if you can actually go back in there and actually... You can. This, okay. after, you, after you beat Main Story, you can go back to Jeddah because there's there's some trials that if you don't... like, the, I don't know if you're going to be powerful enough to complete them before you hit... You know, like you need to be, you might need to be Main Story powerful in order to complete them, like yeah. on Jeddah, that are like, you're going to need every one of your flying and, and leaping skills to, to solve these fuckers, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's where I'm at now with my character. I don't think there's any other skills that I, my character is actually going to learn anymore. Which and that, I will give them credit for this too, not making you start over from the very beginning and trying to learn all these skills. They're like, no, man, you right? learned these skills in the first game. Now we just have to create some additional skills for you, and they've yeah. done a great job of that. I love the like jump and dart, boom. Like mm-hmm. I just I love that and the ability that. You know, Marin gives you like she teaches you how to fly through the shields and stuff like that. I love that. It's, it's great. yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's actually I like all my... the lightsaber stances too. I think that yes. that's probably my favorite aspect of it. That that is the most that feels like you know those other 
old games like the 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 Ragnarok one you're talking about, the Gods of yeah. War stuff. That feels like like when you're doing the the heavy swing style, you know, the Vader style. Oh um, yeah, with the big crossblade. Yeah, the big crossblade. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that stance, <laughs> but goddamn, it's slow though sometimes. It's slow, but yeah, it's like the big Kylo Ren fucking swings. You're just starting yeah. from downtown, going over top. Yeah. yeah, you just like you're winding up and just like wham. I'm a fan of the, of the Ahsoka uh, the double, two blades, yeah, double, t- yeah, two blades. That's pretty fun. I feel like that's the most effective stance because it, it just no matter what you're you're scoring hits. Yeah, you know I don't see like the real weakness of that one. No, you gotta be on your bike for that one. You can't stand still like that. That's <laughs> not one where you're in your pocket. You're on your feet moving. Yeah, yeah, you gotta just yeah. It's totally built for offense. That's all it is. I guess yeah. that's supposed to be the downside, but. I haven't seen a problem like defending myself either from blaster bolts or no. you know melee attacks. So yeah, no, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I can't wait to see how this thing ends because I know that this has to tie in to the grander universe that we're building to. Do you think we ever see him live action, or do they just keep chunking out these video games every couple of years? Well, EA doesn't have this anymore, so somebody else is going to take don't? this over. No, yeah, this was the last EA Star Wars game you're going to get. Really? Yeah. So no, we could, there could be another studio who could do one quicker than four years, is what you're saying? Maybe, yeah. Respawn. Huh. I don't know if they get to do, still be involved in it and all that. Um, I, but I, I'm just assuming here though that Cal Kestis and all these characters, they belong to Disney itself in the grand scheme, the whole Star Wars universe. So they can oh. do what they want with that character. From the looks of Respawn, they're definitely still very much working with uh with Star Wars uh, video games. They have a. Uh, they're they're all coming out like to be announced as a first person Star Wars shooter and, and an untitled Star Wars strategy game. Yeah, which I can appreciate. I will maybe try those out, but I want more like this. I want live action. I mean, it's not live action, but you know, I want like first player kind of engagement that's building the universe. It's making the story grander for me. That's that's what I want. Yeah, I don't care if we see him live action or not at this point. Like, because the, the story they're doing in this game, like, it, it's uh, entertaining enough to where we don't need to see him show up anywhere. But if we do, you know, it's th- that's a very powerful Jedi. They're going to have to <laughs> somehow pull off the board, yeah, uh, before some other events go down. I feel like they'll they'll work him in somewhere. He will show up in a live action movie, maybe in a hologram, uh, you know, something. Or yeah, he he kind of shows up, gray hair. You know, right. as an old man kind of thing. And yeah, I've been hiding out. Yeah. At least I, I kind of hope because it, it would it would work. It 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 pays off for those of us who, you know, are consuming everything Star Wars. And when is Survivor set in timeline? So Survivor is five years after Fallen Order. So and, that puts it how many years? And Fallen Order takes place like. What is it like? Four years after uh, Order sixty six. I don't quote me on that because I, I, I'm, okay. I'm just estimating on that. But yeah, but I believe this game takes five years after Jedi Order. So this is almost Hold nudging on. Andor then, right? It would be. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got uh, Saul Guerrero because he's introduced early into this <gasps> That's game. That's right. Yes, he Cal, is. Cal Kestis is working for Saul Guerrero. Yep. Uh, oh, I, I think damn. that's what they're doing. They're tying all these strings together, and maybe you will get that those characters to show up in that Avengers-style 
Grand Admiral Thrawn is the he, big he bad. He had to be pretty old for uh, for Empire of of the uh, or heir of the Empire, but I mean, you know, he could maybe he pops up real quick in the background somewhere of like Andor or something like that. He could. I mean, and I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like I said, it makes sense if you are a part of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, you kind of should be meeting other people in those factions. Then it and makes he's working sense. For the leader of the most extreme part of it. You're yes, right. it makes so. Yeah, that's, yeah hmm. it to me, and they they've clearly shown that they want Saul Guerrero showing up in Andor. Right? They they've definitely had him yeah, in there. They've definitely sure. got him in the games. It's only natural you could tie those together at some point. I mean, you, you have Forrest Whitaker willing to do it. You're not going to not use him. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah! Terrific. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yes. But yeah, dude, go back and watch Andor now again. Jesus, is it woof? It, it, it's so much different now. Like Andor, and then into Rogue One, and then just it bumping against uh, New Hope the way it did. Man, it's it's such rich storytelling. Yeah, it, 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 like I said, I just even now going back and 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 watching A New Hope. It's just so much fun now to watch because you're like, oh man, I know exactly where these guys just came from. You yep. know, I understand why the 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 Empire's chasing them now and what just happened before then. You know, right. oh, it's so oh, that's great. why he's so pissed. This has been yes. happening for years. Okay, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. the only thing that's truly disappointing about it is you don't get to see Vader come in wielding a lightsaber against all the guards on the uh, Tantum Four. Man. <laughs> Which I, I like. Why wasn't he? You know what I mean? If he was like that at the other one, he should. Should have been like that out of the new one. Well, it's probably like, you know what? There's going to be more guys on there. I'm going to send in the guys to get killed first before yeah. we go in. I mean, he is in his 50s at this point. Maybe he's just a little tired. Yeah, he, he's like Grogu. You know, use the force. He got a little tired. He had to take a rest. Yeah, he gets a little sleepy. <laughs> yes. Happens to the best of them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, Grogu by that time has got to be about his age too, right? Or maybe 100 years old by that time. He might be. Yeah, he might be 100 by that time. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> only time will tell and we're only uh, so Ahsoka comes out in August so we're a couple months away from that so there's yeah. no new Star Wars related material in between now and then right yeah so so Jedi survivors really gotta kinda tide you over right now <laughs> gotta fill the gap okay yep I may have to play it a few more times so we'll see but until then uh, you know unofficially we've coined this uh the summer of Stallone or summer of Sly however you wanna put it so we're gonna be diving back in uh, quite heavily uh, not Exclusively to the films of Stallone, there'll be a lot of other stuff, but we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna get into a few Stallone movies. Uh, most notably, I think is uh, the next thing we're gonna review for you guys is uh, Cobra from yeah. nineteen eighty six, right? If memory serves correct. Yeah, that is the year. Yeah. It's a magical year of uh, cinema. So, and I have I've watched this movie four times the oh last my two God. weeks. Because uh, I, I noticed, I noticed a couple of things the first, like the first couple times I watched it offhandedly, I was like, I wonder if that's actually true. So I have to go back and watch it again to make sure what I noticed actually was true. And yeah, there's, there's some really interesting, okay, not really interesting things, but things I find really interesting <laughs> facts about this movie that you might find like as mundane anecdotes. I mean, who knows? But there are some interesting things about this movie that, uh, that really. Uh, they draw into question some of the choices made by the writer who was Stallone himself. So we'll, yes, we'll so. see. Yeah. We'll see what lies in store for that. Uh, but anyway, please check us out on our home of the web at adamsnurse.com. It's adamsnurse.com. For anyone uh, checking out the show and downloading it, thanks for all the nice reviews and comments you've been leaving. Read all that stuff. We really appreciate it. <laughs> um, but I think for now, we're going to get out of here. We've got a bunch of shit to watch. So on behalf of Brian and Mary, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Mmm, delicious.